0: Hey everybody, happy Sunday, uh, good to be with you, and uh, wherever you're watching from, it's just a great day as we come out of the week of Easter. I've been thinking about Easter all week, and uh, there's so much to share from Easter Sunday that I actually have uh, more to share with you today about uh, about the Easter story, stuff I didn't even get into, and I want to talk today about how to break free from your past, and uh I heard a, a very respected psychologist say one time, uh, the, the greatest problem that humans face is they, they live too much in their past. And I think uh, as a pastor for many, many years, I have to say I think that's probably exactly right. And probably many of my friends that are pastors would say the same thing. Perhaps our greatest problem is uh, that we live in our past. So settle in for this story and you know may have a few distractions around us here, But uh, at the end of the day, we're gonna uh, dive into a story that I think is gonna help all of us break free from the past that holds too many of us down. Um, The past has good things in it and difficult things in it for most of us. And there are mistakes that we have made in the past and there are mistakes that were made uh, against us, we could say that way. So the hurt that we have, the resentment that we carry, perhaps even it's crystallized into bitterness, oftentimes is a reflection of us holding on to things that were done to us or negative things that we experienced. And then on the other hand, when we've made mistakes of some kind, we have guilt, regret, and remorse, and, We perpetuate many of the problems of our life because we hold on to the mistakes that we've made. Anything that traps us, anything that holds us back into our past uh, is what we need to be free from. So for many weeks, we've been doing the story of the Exodus. And uh, this, this story fits perfectly here. And we have gotten to the part of the story where... We've got through the last plague, the plague of the firstborn son, and now God's people are about to emerge out of slavery, out of bondage, or you could think of it as being trapped, right? Now they're at a place where they're no longer trapped in their past. They're about to be completely set free. And I think that's where God wants all of us to be. He wants us to move from the place where we're trapped in our past to, to a place where we're completely free free to serve him free to do what God wants us to do in the world I think that's the that's the sweet spot of ultimate fulfillment ultimate fulfillment is not being trapped in their past of course but it's also being in a place where we are ready and able to give and to do whatever it is that God wants us to do so um, when we come out like this, we're like the children of Israel, we're coming out of something that held us back. And when you think about your past, you think there were some things that were difficult. Maybe even for some people, I know not everyone has the same past, that's for sure. Some people had real serious trauma, um, even abuse, you know, really difficult things to overcome. But most people have something that's negative that they have to overcome from their past. And you have great things. And so when the children of Israel come out of Egypt, there's an interesting thing that happens. Um, they're carrying with them some treasures. And I don't know if you caught this part of the story in the, the story of Exodus, but the, the Egyptians, by the time they got to the end of the plagues, they were so... Uh, They revered the Israelites and the God of Israel so much because they had seen all these plagues that they begged them to leave. And when they begged them to leave, God told the Israelites, ask them for their treasures, right? And so they literally leave Egypt carrying silver and gold and all these treasures from the Egyptians. It says they plundered them and the Egyptians freely handed them over. So they're walking out of Egypt with all of this treasure, And I think that's very important because I think when God wants you to move from the past into the future, he wants you to take the treasure with you. That's an important part of the whole story. Bring the good stuff with you. And you have things that you treasure about your past. And I think what that does is God lets you hold on to that because that's gonna be a part of building your future. They would take all these treasures and they would use them to build their future. And so even the bad things that happen to us in life, if you think about it, God takes bad and turns it into good. God takes the, the tyranny of Egypt, the slavery, the bondage of Egypt, and he turns it into treasures for the people to carry out. And the other thing that happens is they're carrying out the bones of Moses, or not Moses, I'm sorry, he's carrying out the bones of Joseph. Joseph is their ancestor who brought uh, all of them into Egypt, and he was sold there as a slave. And so he understood slavery the most, and he's, he, he was going to be coming out. He, he told his children, take my bones with you when, when you go. And I think there's a lot of significance to us carrying the good part of our past with us. You know, I'm thinking about all the, the great heritage that you have in your life. And you want to carry that with you i think about my um dad who's passed on my grandpa who's passed on and all of these people who laid a good legacy and it's like carrying the good the good parts forward i always say this when i do a funeral you know find the great parts of a person's life and carry their legacy forward and so they're carrying all these treasures of the egyptians but they're also carrying the bones of Moses or of Joseph. So, now, think about this. Um, when you when you mature in life and you're ready to let go of the past, which is so important that we do, um, you have to be at a place in your life where you're ready. You're you're actually ready to move on. You're done, or you're tired of holding on to those hurts, and you're tired of just being angry and bitter and you're just ready to let go. And when you're ready to let go, something beautiful happens, and God takes you through this experience. And what we're gonna experience today is the journey through the Red Sea, where God opens it up. But you gotta be ready. I remember, I was thinking about when I was in high school, and I don't exactly remember the time, I think it was right around my graduation. And um, I was, for whatever reason, it just struck me that i was done with all of the the trophies that i had uh that i had received growing up and i really remember uh, very vividly as a young child wanting to be into boxing and wanting to get trophies for boxing and so that was like my mission and uh and it's kind of tough when you're a kid you know boxing's a tough sport you know you get punched in the face and but I, I wanted them so bad that I was willing to, to do it. And I didn't know anything about boxing. And it was terrifying going into that gym for the first time. But so badly, I wanted those trophies that I was willing to do it. And you just sweat and you sweat and you work out and, you, and it's difficult and you get punched. And, but just so I could hold on to that trophy. And then I remember it was one point in my life where they just, they didn't mean anything to me anymore. And uh, I got my dad's John Deere and he had like a front end uh front end loader on the front of it, a big bucket and uh i remember digging a big hole and uh with that john deere and taking those trophies and all these little medals and ribbons or whatever they were things that i i thought i cared so much about and burying them all in there now no one told me to do this there was no book about it it was just it was just something i don't know why exactly i did it except i was done with them and uh I guess I got to just throw them in the trash or whatever, but I wanted to bury them. And maybe looking back, there was something going on in my life where I was sort of done with that chapter of my life and I was ready to move on to something else. And I'll just say this about moving on, moving beyond your past. Sometimes even the good things of your past can hold you back. People get too comfortable, you know, and, uh, What we're going to see over and over and over again in the story of the children of Israel leaving Egypt is they keep starting out and then they want to go back. And then it gets difficult and they want to go back. Um, They make a little progress and then they encounter a difficulty and then they, we want to go back to Egypt. They kept telling Moses, no, we want to go back. But they were slaves. And yet something about our past is comforting. We call this like comfort food, you know, like a grandma's couch or a certain smell or any kind of thing that reminds us of our past. And even even the comfort of our past can hold us from the good of the future. And this whole story is about God taking us to the promised land, taking you to the best life and a place of fulfillment and purpose and meaning. But if we get stuck, right, if we get stuck in our past, we're never going to get there. So, sometimes you gotta get out the John Deere, you know? You just gotta completely bury it. And so you can move on, even from some of the old things. I think of Paul here in Philippians chapter three, where Paul lists all the things of his past that at one point in his past, were great accomplishments. Like he says, you know, I was uh, of the tribe of Benjamin. You know, I was a Pharisee. I kept the law meticulously. And he goes on and on and on. And it's sort of a religious resume. You can read about it in Philippians three. And he's basically checking all the boxes that he had done everything right. And he was so proud of that. And that's good. That's, That's certainly true for all of us, a certain point in our life you know, we want to build our resume, or our religion, and we check all the boxes. And then we get to a point in our life where we're ready to move to something God has even more for us. And for Paul, it was beyond the rules of his religion. It was to the experience of Christ. And he said, all of that I once treasured, I just count as dung, right? I think the Israelites are at the point in the story where they're ready to move on no matter what. That's the place where you gotta be. You gotta be ready to move on. So if you're still holding on, if you're still contemplating or regretting or resenting or uh, you know hold, holding bitterness to people in the past, you, you gotta come to the place where you're ready to finally let it go. I wanna read a couple of verses from the story. And I think, this can help us as we prepare to move on in our journey this is the children of israel they've they've uh, they're getting ready to cross the red sea and exodus chapter 13 it says this they camped at Etham at the edge of the desert verse 21 by day the lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day or night neither the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people god gives them this pillar to guide them and this became the thing that they constantly looked at to go forward in their journey. And I think it all begins here. You really need a vision of a better life. You need something to look forward to, to move from your past, and this is so key. You have to have a vision of your future. You have to have a compelling vision, something that draws you. They they always say you got to have something that gets you out of bed in the morning, and that's so true. You know, think about this. If you don't have a real compelling vision for your life, as soon as you face hardship or difficulty of any any kind you just you just want to cash it in and so this was key in their story this pillar that went in front of them at night it was fire and during the day it was this cloud and they just kept their eyes on that and when that cloud moved they moved so for your own life what kind of vision do you have for your life if you don't have one you'll just keep looking back and wondering why did this happen to me and making complaints about those things the other day I was playing this game with Charlie and uh, and you know Vicky was across from me and we were swimming and and uh, we're, we're teaching her to just try to swim a little bit but it's it's more like jumping than actually swimming right but trying to teach her to just get a drown a little bit and kick you know and so she goes from me over to mom and we were doing this back and forth and uh and then you know she likes to be silly so i i i was holding on to her she said let me go let me go and i would let her go and she would lunge out and then right before she got to mom i would grab her and pull her back and of course she would laugh and laugh and laugh and then she would, of course, say, do it again, Dad, do it again. So I would hold her. She'd let me go, let me go. And then I would find out. I said, okay, you can go. And she would go, and then she'd start to go, and I would grab her and pull her back. And we did it over and over and over again. Of course, she's laughing and having a great time. And I couldn't help but think about this whole story of Exodus. Pharaoh is holding on to them. He's holding on to them. And they say, Let us go, let us go, right? Moses is trying to lead them out. And he lets him go. And then what does he do? He grabs them and pulls them right back. He rethinks it and he reaches back for them and pulls them back. And it happens over and over again. He decides to let them go. And then he changes his mind. Yeah. he pulls them back. And then there's another play. And then so what happens after the last play? He says, You can go. And then one more time pharaoh changes his mind and they're out there at the edge of the desert and pharaoh changes his mind and he gets all of these chariots and they set out to uh, bring the israelites back and this is a key thing we've been seeing this in this series and i want to continue to emphasize this point don't just think of pharaoh as some person that's over there that's a bad person But understand this story for you, right? Pharaoh is that old mind. Part of burying your past is burying Pharaoh. Burying that voice in your head that keeps holding you back, right? Pharaoh is the thing that keeps pulling you back. Be angry. Be bitter. Be resentful, right? Um, All of these things just keep holding you back instead of trust god have faith it will work out that's all forward-thinking stuff and so pharaoh tries to reel them back in and when he does some incredible uh, amazing things happen let me read a little more of the story so it says moses answered the people uh, or, or Pharaoh approached the Israelites and when the Israelites looked up the Egyptians were marching after them, and they were terrified and they said this to Moses was it because there were no graves in Egypt you brought us out here to die they, they come up and they're right to the edge of the Red Sea and now Pharaoh's army is coming behind them and they're afraid that they're going to die right there And then he says, uh, they said to Moses, why have you done this? Why did you bring us out of Egypt just to let us die here? Didn't we tell you in Egypt, just leave us alone? See, that's the wrestling in your mind. God's calling you forward. You have that good voice calling you to a good future, saying God has something good in store for you. That's Moses, that's the good voice. Leave us alone. Moses said, don't be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. That's huge. All this stuff that's been holding you down, you're never going to see it again. God's going to finally bury your past. God, he says, the Lord will fight for you. Only be still. Be still. Here's an important thing for your mind. Be still. In Psalms it says, be still and know that I am God. In the most difficult hour of your life, in the most trying times, when you're you're jammed in between the sea and the army of Egypt, you gotta be still. Don't panic. Panic isn't God, that's fear. God is not about fear, God is about faith. You just hold still, don't ever panic. Just hold still and trust that God's gonna come to the rescue. And of course, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Now you gotta move forward. It's time to move. Raise your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea, divide the water so the Israelites can go through on dry ground. This is incredible. He tells Moses, raise your staff, divide the water so the people can walk through and he says this i will harden the hearts of the egyptians so they will follow in after and then i will gain glory through pharaoh and his armaments through his chariots and his horsemen and the egyptians will know that i am the lord then god does something amazing the sea is parted the egyptians follow in with their horses and their chariots and it goes all through the night and then moses stretches out his staff and the water comes sweeping back in and cover pharaoh cover his army it's god burying your past and i think there's something really powerful about witnessing that when they saw the water has two walls on either side of them, and them walking through, they saw the miracle, right? But then when they got through the other side, Moses stretched out his staff, and the water covered them. This is God covering your past. You know what the word atonement means? It means to cover. It's covered. It's over. The mistakes you've made, the sins you've made, the the screw-ups you've had, and, and the things that happen to you, the, 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 the things that you experience, it's covered. Now it can be buried there so that they can move forward. This is a picture. Just like it was in Genesis where God separated the waters, right? If you can read about it in the early part of Genesis, and then the dry ground appeared. It was a creation. It was like, wow, there's a place for us to live in this walk in this land. And God is doing a brand new creation. That's why it says in the scripture, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. This is a picture of God opening a way for you. Like it's the saying is you know god will open a a door literally he opens the sea and they get to walk through on dry ground you see the thing is god is never out of options and remember when peter is there and he's there's the storm and then jesus goes out on the water and he says to step out it's the same picture that's impossible that that would never work i don't see i'm gonna drown and god's gonna make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. And that's gonna be your way forward, out of the past and into the future that God has for you. When they get through, some really uh, amazing thing, things happen in that story. But it says, well, the Egyptians, they, they, they have these, these chariots and they get bogged down in the mud, you know? And uh, I was thinking about this for quite a while and uh you know the israelites they didn't have they didn't have chariots they didn't have all this advanced technology all of these fancy things but they had god and that's the difference you know i think what's happening in our world a lot of times is that people are they're cherishing the the chariots they're they're worshiping the technology, all of these things. And all these things can be fine in themselves, you know. But they, they can't save us. Only God can save us. And so only God can provide a way. Only God can give you a real future. Only God can take you to the promised land. And these chariots, you know, they they have their advantages. But then all of a sudden they get in the mud and they're a disadvantage. And, they, and they, they're bogged down and then they're swept away this is the thing that we want to think about today. God will bury your past if you will follow him by faith. If you'll take the step, like Peter stepped out of the boat, like Moses stretched forward his staff, someone had to make that very first step into that sea. Can you imagine that? And once they did, they all started to march through. And you can look at this wall of water on either side of you and think this is not gonna work this is not smart but you have to make a decision to live your life by faith I'll tell you this is important to experience the fabulous future that God has for you you have to take some steps of faith you have to have a vision for your life that is based on what God has for you not based on what others tell you not based on this voice keep that keeps calling you to the past but a vision of a promised land, a land that flows with milk and honey. And there's gonna be some treacherous times. There's gonna be some walls of water, but you have to trust that God's gonna take you there. And just keep stepping one step at a time on that dry ground until God gets you through to the other side. When they finally get through, they start to sing this song. And it's a song of celebration that God delivered them and God, this would be God freeing you from the past. And I just want to sort of close with a couple of thoughts that I think are really important for us today. We need, uh, just as they get through, and you'll read in Exodus 15 that they have this song. It's a song of celebration. So before they are taken out of the out of slavery, they're told to enact all of these. Uh, these rituals are supposed to have uh, a Passover, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. And they're supposed to commemorate this experience. And then when they get out, they celebrate it in song. Commemoration and celebration which are two very important parts of our life. Don't underestimate those. There's a reason that we have baptism. It's not just so that you can get wet. It's not... It's, for God, per se. A lot of people think they get baptized so that their church is happy or God's happy or their pastor's happy. The reason you get baptized is for you. The going through the Red Sea was a symbol of baptism. The old is gone and the new has come. As all the old is washed away, all of Egypt is washed away. All the stuff of the past is covered over. You go down into the water, it's just like going into the Red Sea, The old is gone, then you come out as a new person, a new creation. Baptism is a powerful symbol that you need for your own life, for your life. Not for me, not for the church, not for anybody. Dare I even say not for God, for yourself. We have all of these things that we do in the church, and not just because when we sing songs, we're celebrating and we're remembering. You know the thing I learned about Charlie from a very early age? She can remember something just like this if it's in a song, hands down, she's got the songs. We watch these movies together, and the ones that have songs, she has them nailed. She knows them, why? Because something about us human beings, when there's a song, we remember it, it gets inside of us. Songs, celebrations, ceremonies, all these things are very important parts of your faith. To be honest with you, when I was younger, I, I, I didn't think that much of them. I kind of pushed them off to the side as like they're not really that important. The older I get, the more I realize how incredibly important these things are. That we share the Lord's Supper together, we're remembering, we're reenacting Jesus body broken, his blood spilled. We're remembering and we're reenacting and it's becoming a part of us. When we say prayers, when we sing songs at church, when we're baptized, all of these things, they're not just something so you can get credit at church or something like that. This is a deeply and profoundly important experience. And all of these experiences go all the way back to the Exodus story, when they come out of the past, out of slavery, out of bondage, into the new life so I want you to do a couple things if you've never been baptized I think you should sign up to get baptized as soon as you can right I think you should make it a part in a practice with your family to read the scriptures together to um, share the Lord's Supper every time we we do it once a month at Orchard Grove and break the bread together all these things are a part of remembering and solidifying so that You can break free from the past and you can move into the future that God has.